This isn't your typical podcast for working moms. This is Bad Moms in Business, a podcast that believes that empowered women empower women. Here are your hosts, Bridget Robertson, Amanda Sharp, and Danielle Monahan. Hello, and welcome back to another edition of Bad Moms in Business, the podcast. And today we are going to talk about goal setting. And I know you're probably like, meh, meh, boring. Um, but we're actually going to talk about the fun part of goal setting is, which is, um, when you set goals and then you just don't do anything about them. So (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if that's as much fun as it is very relatable. That's true. Sure. Sure. So I think we've all been there, right? We've all set a a goal, whether it be lofty or totally attainable, and then not worked towards it. Um, Like most goals in my life, mm -hmm. specifically personal goals. Oh, personal ones are the hardest, right? So that's kind of a good point. We we can break them down into some personals and some business and how yeah. we feel at them because this is all about our failures to make everyone listening maybe feel better. <laughs> okay. I'm going to, can I kick this one off for a second? Please. So I think I've talked about this before. I'm sure I have, but I'm going to do it again because I love a good personality test. We all know this. <laughs> I love my books. We all know this too. So there's this book that's called The Four Tendencies by Gretchen Rubin. I love her so much like, please send this to her. Like if she would come on this podcast, she would never, but if she would, Oh my God, I just burst into flames, make a girl happy. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways. So this book all is about like the four tendencies of the human personality and how we are divided into four different personality types. It's a total generalization of your personality, like a total vague representation of who you are. It's not a very specific thing. It's not like Briggs, Meyer, Meyer Briggs, Anyways, it doesn't matter. So you can either be an upholder, you can be an obliger, you can be a rebel, or you can be a questioner. And so it depends on, I really recommend people to take this quiz because it gave me a lot of insight into how I view internal and external obligations like goal setting. An obliger is me, which is somebody who does really well when they have external obligations to complete. So if I have a boss or somebody who's depending on me to do something, I will get it done all day. But my internal obligations, things that I set for myself, I fail at. It's very hard for me to complete things without some sort of accountability. Upholders will just pretty much, they're amazing. (laughs) And they will just complete all things, whether they set the goal for themselves or somebody else does. They're awesome at it. Rebels are the tough one. That's Brandon, by by the way. Um, He struggles with both internal and external. He just, you ask him to do something and it's like his instinct to be like, no, I'm not gonna. And same thing when he himself asks him to do something. No, I'm not gonna. So he's like that kind of little rebel two-year-old. Don't tell him I said that. What a pair, the two of them, right, Bridget? Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my goodness. And then the questioner is somebody who will complete the obligation at hand if it makes sense to them. 
if they can rationalize it, whether it's coming from themselves or whether it's coming from someone else, they have to be able to have some sort of rationale behind it for it to make sense. And what is that one called? Questioner. So one, I love how excited you get when you start talking about this kind of stuff, you get really like, you get really into it. And I just love it. Oh my goodness. So I guess, I don't know which one I would there's Bridget. a quiz that you can take. It's a good one. <laughs> of course there is. Bridget, based on just those descriptions, which what category without the quiz do you think that you'd fall in? I'm probably an obliger. Mm-hmm. I could see that for sure. Yeah. I think I might be a questioner. Hmm. Hmm. I was going to say that maybe you were an upholder, but I didn't know for sure. I'm definitely an upholder. If I say I'm going to get something done, I do try to get something done, but that's that's like projects, not necessarily like goals. Right. I feel like mm-hmm. I'm good at projects, not necessarily overall picture of a goal. Um, but I do question something because if I don't think it makes sense to spend time doing it, mm-hmm. I don't do something just for the sake of doing it. And you can be, you can be a um, upholder who leans towards a questioner, or you can be okay. a questioner who leans towards okay. being an upholder. So I'm an obliger through and through, but I guess if I were to lean one way, I would probably lean towards being a questioner. But I mean, pretty much if somebody asks, asks me to do something, please don't take advantage of me. Okay. But if oh. somebody asks me to do something, <laughs> there's a lot of guilt <laughs> and a lot of things that will force me to try to do it as, as quickly as I can, assuming I don't forget or something, but that's what, you know, my whole life is written down for. No, I think in that, just when you lift up your book, your whole life, you know, I, I think mm-hmm. that is, I fail at a lot of goals, but if I dissect daily goals, I'm good at hitting those and getting those done. It's just those mm-hmm. big picture goals. Oh, interesting. Anyone else with me there? I, I struggle. It depends. It, it depends on who it's coming from. If it's a goal for myself, I struggle 100%. I think I'm lazy. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, I, I, I'm being serious. Um, you know, if my goal is to organize my closet, I'm not doing that. I have no interest. It needs to be done. But See, I that's a hobby it. for me. So <laughs> totally different. <laughs> um. So I think for me, I do have personal goals, stuff to do around my house, stuff to do personally. And it's like, meh, I can, I'll let myself mm-hmm. down. It's fine. Yep. Um, but yeah, that's why I think I might be the obliger because if it's someone else is requiring something of me, then yes. I like a client, that. right? Like a client. So let's, yeah. Let's think in terms of work stuff. If a client's asking you to do something or you know that you need to do something for that client, you're going to get it done. So you all know I'm very good at boundaries. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So Uh there is just going to um, give you an example of my ridiculous boundary today. We all know I'm pivoting to um, working differently in our business, Mm -hmm. right? And there's occasionally, there's a couple things that I have to still wrap up because I made a decision after some things were already started. And I absolutely today had the conversation at 830 this morning with one of my clients. So you see, if you were needing to see a house after dark, I'm not going to be able to do that. (laughs) Oh my gosh. That just, what did they say? 
And I said, and the reason is I don't drive well in the dark anymore. I said, if I could show you a house at five o'clock in the morning, that's a whole different story. But driving after being up for hours, it's really hard for me. And it's just really unsafe at this point. And they were like, okay. Okay. But let's say they get off work at four 30 and they have to see it Thursday at five. Then what? I, I did tell them that I would try my best to find another agent who can show it to them. Wow. Otherwise it has to be so good. So I feel like there are some goals that I'm really good at setting and adhering to, Mm -hmm. but then there's some goals that I, I I guess they're probably too big of goals and that's why I don't achieve them. Maybe. I mean, that's what I was going to say too. I think the, the, the higher or what feels like less attainable goal the easier it is for me to say like, well, I was never going to do that anyway. So it's okay. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. Yep. How can we change that though? I I don't know. I I think figuring out what works for you. Right. So Mm -hmm. I can't remember where I heard this. It may have been in that book, but it's been so long since I've read the four tendencies that I don't remember exactly where I heard this example was somebody was an obliger needed some sort of external accountability, which side note, a spouse or a significant other or some, somebody who's extremely, extremely close with you is not mm-hmm. for an obliger, not a good accountability partner. My husband, Brandon is a, uh, a second part of me. I will easily let him down. Just like I'll let myself down. He's upstairs. That's why I'm pointing upstairs. That's just, <laughs> that's just the nature of the beast at this point. He is a part of me. And so I will let him down, but somebody was struggling. They wanted to do like the gym and stuff like that. And they wanted some sort of accountability partner and two obligers got together and, or I guess I, this must've come from the book. And they actually, at the end of a workout session, they would swap one of each other's shoes. So the other person could not work out with those specific shoes, could not work out without the other person showing up. And so it would make them. But that's accountability right there. That is very strong accountability, but wow. it worked. Interesting. So you need to figure out, and I'm, I'm saying this like I'm any sort of expert here, right? Like, first of all, finding an accountability partner is a very hard thing to do. Mm-hmm. And second of all, having all parties follow through on said goal, whatever that goal may be, is a very hard thing to accomplish also. So I'm going to say something that's probably going to be an extremely unpopular opinion. <laughs> I think season two, Amanda is a lot for a lot of people right now. And I apologize, but I'm, I'm I, scared. <laughs> I know. Do you see my face? I'm like, this is fine. Everything's fine. This is good. We're fine. All is well. I have gotten very vocal about pushing back on people's goals. Okay. Why? What is the point of this goal? What are you trying to achieve? Because so many goals are strictly for clout. Mm. You know, she's not lying. She did it to Mm -hmm. me. And this is a good one. In order to achieve this this goal, 
what are you going to have to sacrifice to get there? And I don't always think personally that the sacrifice is worth achieving that goal because everyone's in a season at a certain time and goals look different. And I'm really good at dissecting that and getting to the bottom of what is their why. And sometimes going through those activities, they go, you're right. And I love to hear that. (laughs) (laughs) But I, I think it's super empowering when they realize why they have a specific goal, because once they really come to terms with that, it might just be to prove something to somebody who is so irrelevant in their life now, so irrelevant that they would be hurting their own family to prove something to somebody who's just irrelevant. And so you I are speaking to my soul here, this, well, let's keep it hurts a little bit. I'm not going to lie. So I feel uh, like some, sometimes when goals aren't followed through or goals are set for silly reasons and I can, from an outsider can go, that's a silly reason to set that goal. But to that person, until they work through all of the things, they don't realize that it's silly. It's important. Okay. So I have a couple of thoughts on this. Again, another book, Start With Why by Simon Sinek. Mm -hmm. I love him so much. And I think that that book is amazing. With that said, I feel like most people, one, don't think of what their why is. Mm-hmm. why they decided to get married, why they decided to start a family, why they're in the career that they're in, why they have certain business goals that they have. I don't think many people think of that. For me, it's even being aware of that concept. It's hard for me to even know what my why is. Mm. My why always comes back to my family, which is totally true. But like, why does selling X amount of dollars in real estate. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like if you, if you are living, yeah, if you are living comfortably, I'm just going to use our business for an example, because that's the example that I have to give. But if, if you are comfortable making a certain living and you know exactly what you need to make per year, and we are, are in an industry where we can kind of critique that where I know a lot of people make an hourly wage or a salary wage or something. But if you know what kind of money you need to make, and then you choose to make more than that, but then the next year you want to make more than that. And the next year you want to make more than that. I don't really know how to combat that. Why outside of me being very competitive, which is why Amanda, the things that you were saying was like, (laughs) sorry. Yeah. Owen's school was calling. And so I was, I was going to pick it up, but then it hung up. So um, if, I might have to call back because that is always my why. <laughs> yes, for sure. <laughs> totally understandable. Well, and Danielle, I think you're speaking to me too. And I can remember telling Amanda what my goal was. I think it's been two years now. And we were on the phone and I can remember where I was sitting when I told her my goal. And she was like, but why? <laughs> and I said to say that I did it. And she was like, oh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> If you said to me, because we have to pay off this, 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 right. I mean, Mm -hmm. I, there's a lot of good reasons for goals. And then there's a lot of silly reasons for goals. And so many goals stem from reasons that again, are obsolete and shouldn't even be relevant in your life as an adult. It's true. It's so true. I feel like I need an Amanda intervention here. 
<laughs> it's just, I'm going to come up with my goals, which <laughs> let's be honest, I already have my goals done for 2022, but I'm going to have Amanda review them and critique them. <laughs> why for this? But why for that? And this is like most coaches or most people who are in the business of goal setting, right? They're mm-hmm. an encourager of goals. Like yes. they'll, they'll put those goals on steroids and go, all right, but why limit yourself to this? Go bigger. Like, no. Man is like, wah, 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 wah. <laughs> go realistic because so many of those goals or those programs aren't made for our listeners who are working moms who mm-hmm. don't have a lot of extra time. It's true. And making time for your family is already so hard mm-hmm. when you are working full time. Absolutely. So I think that our listeners need to really go easy on themselves if they're not hitting their goals, but really just think about why you're setting a goal in the first place. Well, maybe it should be a, instead of it being a negative, right? You've, you set this goal, you did not succeed at this goal. And then you do the same thing next year, whether that be for a resolution or whatever it may be, but maybe you look at it as a positive. Okay. I didn't hit this goal. Why didn't I hit this goal? Was it not important to me? Was it not attainable? Was it not something that, you know, can get done in within it, however long you set that goal, whether it be a year or six months or whatever. So maybe trying to phrase it or frame it as, um, being more of like a positive situation. Okay. Now, now I'm looking at, at this as something that maybe I can scale back. Well, and I think what you just said is, is important too. Why didn't I hit this goal? Was it not important to me? And if you look Mm -hmm. at it and you go, actually, it was very important to me, Mm -hmm. but I didn't make it a priority. Then you can look at the things that you made a priority over that. I know for me, like one of my big goals is always to read the Bible in a year, right? Mm-hmm. I'm not going to do that this year. Why? Because I prioritized catching up on a new TV show or binge watching this thing that my friend said was really great. And I think it's you, Danielle, that said like some of the most successful people in the world don't watch TV because it's no. not productive. And I don't want to say that I'm never going to watch TV again because I love TV. Love it. You love it. Yeah. But somebody, somebody had asked Lamborghini or one of those Ferrari or something like, I'm pretty sure it was Lamborghini. Why don't you make commercials like for TV? And they said, because the people who are buying us are not watching commercials. And I was just like, yeah, (laughs) here I am in my Chevy Equinox because you know, I'm watching commercials. (laughs) So I, <laughs> that is fantastic. That's a good one. I, let's just remember that some of these traits are traits of people who have the luxury to read a book that have yes. the luxury to, they're not watching TV because they're on a plane flying to their next business meeting, not right. watching babies who are still at home or growing a baby. So there is a lot of, I think those percentages or statistics are so skewed because they're based on a person who we can never compare with. Let's, let's be honest. They're based on a bunch of white men who don't have to deal with raising a family. Mama's Mm -hmm. got it. Mm -hmm. A strong Mm -hmm. woman is at home taking care of business so they can do this their business, which allows them like you think of all of the old propaganda in the old shows where dad was always reflected sitting there reading a newspaper. 
mm-hmm. while mom yep. was cooking and cleaning and disciplining the children apron on and oh yeah able to read because she was child rearing and taking care of a whole house so I I just I you know I don't compare myself with a lot of people whatsoever I think comparison is the absolute thief thief of joy I think we've all heard that but I I truly hope people will listen to that hear it again Mm -hmm. comparison is the thief of joy and know your why when you're setting goals and prioritize them because if there is a goal you're not hitting and it's important to you, it's because you're placing something else in front of it and figure out what that is and why. Mm-hmm. And that might not be a bad thing right now. Just might mean that you have to wait a few more years to get to that goal. hundred percent. Your timeline's just off a little yes. mean goals off. Just the timeline might be a little off. Yeah. That's important too, Amanda, because there's definitely been times where I, I set a goal, I don't make it. And then I go, yeah, well, I guess I'm never going to, and then I don't try to achieve it anymore, which is silly. Absolutely. Because really a year goes very quick and most people's goals are in a year span, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah. the older we get, the faster we know that that year goes. So it's almost unrealistic to think that you can do anything phenomenal within a year's time. It's true. I read a quote the other day that kind of hit home for me and said, a a, a working mom or a woman who is at home with her kids and who's also trying to juggle her business and stuff said she often thinks of herself as being stressed, anxious, or depressed. She just thinks she's failing. And I was like, that breaks my heart. Mm-hmm. And that's where you have mama bear here saying, but to what expectation were you trying to get at that you felt like have you, you failing? Have you always been like this? Because I feel like you have such a wise, but like also unconventional way of looking at life. And the fact that you literally are like, this is, these are the boundaries that I have set for myself and my family. And I literally don't care. Like we've talked about how your parenting styles are different and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, have you, have you always been like this or was it something that took you a while to like, I'm just curious. No, I, I've said multiple times during our podcast, the day I became pregnant, the day Mm -hmm. I found out I was pregnant, like my world changed. And it was like my maternal instinct. Like when the Grinch's heart grows like bigger, that was me. (laughs) (laughs) Did Amanda just compare herself to the Grinch? She sure did. I did. I did. It was Amanda before child, before childbirth came along, before her kid, before she got pregnant, she's over here stealing all this, the toys and stuff from kids (laughs) and stealing all the hope and joy from the world. (laughs) And then she gets pregnant. "Ah." I know it's like my maternal instinct went on this overdrive and every day that I'm blessed to breathe, like it continues to like just grow and grow and grow. And I can't turn it off. And maybe it's just the world needs more of that. And so it's just one of those things that keeps just growing because of the need. I don't know. Well, it's just, it's countercultural, it is. right? And there's nothing, obviously nothing wrong with that, but I think, um, your view or your take, especially as someone who owns a business is very different from most business owners, 100%. which is a good thing because obviously mm-hmm. you've given, both Danielle and, I, and I and our listeners, something to reflect on. It's true. And I appreciate I it. A lot of things wrong. 
a lot of- Oh, we know. We know. Let's be real. Like, I want to, I can't leave this episode without saying that I'm not perfect. Well, who is? (laughs) I'm just really close as all. (laughs) Just about as close as you can get. (laughs) It's a burden to carry, Danielle. Thank you for carrying it. Somebody's got to do it. (laughs) While pregnant, nonetheless. (laughs) Yeah. Fantastic. Oh, well, someone wrap us up here. Well, I'm just, I'm excited that we talked about this because I think anytime you don't meet a goal, you immediately think you're a failure. And I think it's okay to fail. We need to talk about that more often that like being a quitter and being a failure is cool and it's okay Mm -hmm. because not everything was meant for you. Um, But if it's keeping you up at night because you're not meeting a goal that is attainable and measurable and smart and all of those things, then you need to reflect on why you're not meeting that goal. So, um, I just, I'm glad that we talked about this, especially with January around the corner. Yeah. I feel Um, like I needed this. This was a bit of therapy for me. I needed this conversation right here. Yeah. So thanks Amanda for your, your wisdom. Mm-hmm. My my mothering to yes. grown yes. women. <laughs> hey, I'll take it. I'll yes. take it. I'll take it too. All right. So we are interested. What are your goals for the new year? Do you have personal goals? Do you have work goals? Um, you can leave them in a comment on Instagram, mm-hmm. Facebook, or YouTube, and then Amanda can question you as to why those are your goals. Okay. <laughs> I would do that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening today. We will see you next week. Have a fabulous day. Bye, guys. <laughs>